Welcome in to episode number nine of the One and Done podcast featuring Austin Atwood, Jay Cuther, and yours truly, Dan Cooter. Happy to have you back along here as we're ready to talk some college basketball after I believe it is week number 11 is in the books. And we have a new AP Top 25 and as, of course, many fluctuating changes. And we'll get all into that in just a second here, but want to Bring in the boys, introduce them. How are we doing here? Doing pretty good. I watched a lot of college basketball this past week. Excited to talk about it. Lots of chaos going on as we dive right into this conference play here. Just just really excited. Can't wait. Jake, how about you? I'm excited. Like Austin said, I can't wait to recap this wild week we had. Yeah, it was another wild week. It's kind of been the name of the game. Um, you know, just a ton to get into, and especially with conference play picking up, there's pretty much a good game every night you can catch if you're bored on the couch. So we highly suggest you start doing that. Uh, the Twitter account, you can catch us at one and done pod. Uh, we're available on Spotify, Apple podcasts, anchor and Google podcasts. Now. We are on there as well now, so you can catch us on all four of those or wherever you stream your podcast from. And as we mentioned, got a lot to go over here on episode number nine of the One Done Podcast. Got the three and three from Austin and a little bit different than what we've done in the past, getting away from game recaps and going more in-depth on uh, kind of conference play and highlighting some of the bigger games and kind of trends that we're seeing from teams as we have about two weeks, two and a half weeks worth of conference play to go off of. So a lot to get in on that. And then Jake's shit show of the week, a little bit different than we've seen with his two shit shows of the week so far. And it's a pretty good one um, that I think all three of us will be able to weigh in on. And we'll take a quick peek at some of the exciting games that are coming up um, this upcoming week. Got a couple of juicy ones. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of games that I saw um, outside of the, the major conferences that I think are intriguing games that we'll touch on. And then uh, lastly, of course, we'll talk about my teams briefly. And one of them, well, we have two out of the three of my uh, teams now are ranked in the top 25. Yes. So we will get into that coming up here shortly. But Austin, floor is yours here with your three and three. All right. So my first team this week is Dan's team, the Illinois Fighting Illini. This past week, they defeated Wisconsin 71-70 to and then beat a pretty good Rutgers team this year, 54-51. to They are ranked number 24 this week in the AP poll uh, for the first time since – can you guys take a guess since uh, when? 2014. Oh, good job, Dan. Good job. 2014 was the last time they were ranked. Uh, so far this season, they are 12-5 and overall and are second alone in the Big Ten uh, with a 4-2 and record. So – Props to Illinois, really competing. Just overall pretty good team so far this year. Um, number two, Seton Hall. They defeated Xavier on the road, 83-71, to and Marquette, 69-55 in convincing fashion. Um, they jumped from being unranked all the way up to number 18. Uh, they are 4-0 currently and probably one of the best conferences in um, college basketball this season. So they are 4-0 in the Big East. Um, this is a team kind of finding their stride right now as they had some early season struggles with injuries back in November. I'm um, just picking up where, where they began the season here. 
Um, and my th- uh, third team is a Baylor. So they defeated Texas Tech and Kansas on the road this past week. First win ever in program history at Foggy Island Fieldhouse, be- beating Kansas 67-55. to They move up to number two in the AP poll. Thought they might edge out Gonzaga and get that number one spot. They do have the most impressive resume um, in the nation, defeating number five Butler, number 14 Villanova, Arizona, at 23 Texas Tech, and at number six Kansas. Uh, Three players of the week. uh, Number one, Trey Jones, point guard at Duke. He had 16 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, and a win over Georgia Tech and put up 23 points, three rebounds, and five assists and a win over Wake Forest. Shot a combined 15 of 22 in those two games. Um, my second player would be Coffee Cockburn, the freshman out of Illinois. 15 points, six rebounds versus Wisconsin, and put up 11.17 rebounds and a big win over Rutgers. My third player is Sadiq Bay out of Villanova. He had a career high 33 points and shot. 8 of 10 from 3, and he is a forward, which is pretty impressive. Doesn't really shoot it well from 3, but this game he caught fire and led Villanova in a convincing win over Georgetown. Man, Duke continues to get the love yeah. in the 3 and 3. <sighs> they are that's... separating themselves in the ACC. Well, that's not hard to do, but at the same time, uh, what is that? That's two appearances for Wendell Carter. And now an appearance for Trey Jones. Yeah, yeah. For for as much as we hated Duke last year, <laughs> you seem to like them this year. So that's that's a little interesting. Yeah, they're they're consistent. Yeah, no, they are most definitely. I mean, I think with Duke right now is, you know, they're. I don't want to say they're flying underneath the radar, but I this week they play Louisville. I think that's their kind of a test to see where they're at. I think if they dominate that game, which I think they will, you know, then I think. I'm I'm kind of all in on them, yep. you know, in terms of, you know, being a top three team in the nation, which they have been for the majority of the season so far. But we will see all that. We'll get into the ECC here in a little bit. But to kick things off, we did mention we're going to change up the recap a little bit here, um, especially with conference play in full force. I think it's of the utmost importance to go over the major conferences and kind of talk about, you know, the – the environment of each cult or each conference and where they stand right now. And there's no better place than to start than the big 10. Um, the big 10 is, I think the new big 12 this season. Uh, that's how I think of it is just top to bottom. Every single team has a chance, uh, has a chance to beat each other on any given night. And we saw that this past week, uh, you know, some of the bigger games, Ohio state went into Maryland uh, they lost 67 to 55. We'll talk about Ohio State here in a minute, but they are trending downwards. Uh, four straight losses for them. And I know we talked about in the last podcast, Austin, Ohio State had not scored over 60 points <laughs> in their last four games. They continued that trend. Yeah. They scored 55 points and 54 points this past week. Very concerning for the Buckeyes. Um, what what is with this offense, Austin? After such a promising start to the season, we thought this was the number one team in the nation. I know. And now, I honestly was shocked that they're still in the top twenty-five, ranked number twenty. Yeah, I thought now. they were going to be unranked uh, this week. Just piss poor performances. <laughs> <I> mean, it's <laughs> it's getting ridiculous at this point. They got to pick it up, or else 
I mean, there's just no easy games in this big time. I mean, Minnesota no. can play, Purdue, uh, Illinois, Rutgers. Like, there's just no easy games this year. So, I mean, they could find themselves – they're one and four right now. That's second to last in the big time, something like that. They're sitting there. So, they could find themselves slipping pretty quickly here. And, you know, you said that they, they're struggling to get o- over 50 points. I, I feel like they're going to have to score 60 to win some of these games. It, it's just not looking good after such a promising start to the season. Yeah, and even more concerning is they scored 55 points against a Maryland team who was trending downwards as well. Yeah, they're shaky. Um, you know, but Maryland, who was ranked number 12 coming into this game, that's a big win for them. Um, kind of beef up that resume in the Big Ten. Uh, as they win 67-55. to 55. Penn State, they had a brutal week. They go into, into Rutgers at the beginning of the week. Um, they were ranked number 20, and they lose 72-61. to 61. This is a big win for Rutgers. Um, Rutgers has been competitive in the Big Ten so far this season, and this just furthermore proved that. But for the Nittany Lions, a, a tough week for them. Uh, they fall out of the rankings after they lose this game to Rutgers. And uh, who who was the other team they lost to? I'm sorry, I can't recall. Was it Wisconsin? Maybe? I believe it was. It, it was another unranked opponent yeah, in the Big Ten that they lost right. to. Yeah. It was and, Wisconsin. Yeah, just uh, a couple of poor games for, for Penn State after being ranked for the first time in what was it program history, Austin? Or um, was it? It wasn't program um, history, but it, it was a very long yeah, time. Yeah, a long time. I remember you, you gave this stat. Um, you know, when they were ranked, when they were ranked for the first time um, about two weeks ago. But it was a big moment for the Nittany Lions, and I'm just kind of hoping that Illinois doesn't fall into that same track <laughs> right. that Penn State <laughs> fell into because, you know, we've talked about it enough with the Big Ten, but you can't have a night off in this conference because if you do, you're going to lose. And that's been the case so far. And speaking of Illinois, they got a big win at Wisconsin, 71-70. to this was a back-and-forth game that I thought Illinois was going to blow, but they somehow found a way to win on the road. And a big win against a Wisconsin team um, who has shown some promise yeah. here early on in the season. So that's a big win on the road for, for the Illini. And then we talked about the Maryland team who got a big win over Ohio State. Well, they go into Iowa, and they lose 67-49. I just I cannot figure this conference out. It is just every night there's just teams that you think you have figured out, and then – Maryland goes into Iowa, and speaking of teams that I have, I cannot figure out. Iowa is the biggest head scratcher, I think, in the right. Big Ten. Them and Purdue, uh, Purdue is right up there with them. Um, you feel like it's it's the Luke Garza show, but honestly, you know he's going to show up every night. It's just a a matter of can you get a supporting cast to, right. to come with you? Yeah, and the, uh, in this Friday game they night. do, and they win sixty-seven yeah, to forty-nine. Yeah, Friday night it was the Joe Wieskamp coming out party. He had 26 points, a lot of rebounds. I think he had like five mm-hmm. threes. Uh, this was one of the games where you know you don't never know what you're going to get from Maryland. Will they show up or will they lay a goose egg? And you know they decided to lay an egg this game. Uh, Iowa yeah. went on a 14 nothing run after being down in the first half. Maryland just couldn't recover. Um, both teams didn't really shoot the ball well, but uh, Iowa just pulled away. Maryland couldn't do anything. Um, Iowa is a pretty good team at home. Um, yeah. You know, that I think they're going to be, you know, trending upward in the middle of the pack, Big 12, maybe fifth, I'd say. I think I think they're pretty good. Luke Gar is like an All-American. He's a stud. He probably averages a double-double every game, 20 points, 10 rebounds, something like that. 
Uh, yeah, it's just puzzling with them because they beat these good teams in Maryland, but then they yeah. they lose to some of the lower teams in the Big Ten. But Iowa has got enough of these wins already this season, and I can only assume they're going to get a couple more. Oh, yeah, for sure. That they're going to easily be in the tournament, I think. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be a matter of – for a lot of these Big Ten teams, I think – Maybe a couple of them are going to be on the bubble, but most of them are going to be guarantees. I think where the seeding is going to come down to is how they do in the conference tournaments because yeah. I think that's the best you know, gauge that you're going to get for how these teams stack up against that's each other. It's going to be other. a wild conference tournament. It is. It, oh it is. God. It's going to be crazy. I'm really excited for it. And you're already seeing it. Just <laughs> every week. This whole, every this whole every week, every game feels like a conference tournament for these guys. And – it's just been back and forth, a seesaw bot battle. And continuing with the upsetting theme of the Big Ten, Ohio State loses again at Indiana, 66-54. to It's just a free-for-all right now for the Buckeyes. They put up only 54 once again <laughs> in this game. They lose to an Indiana team who has shown some promise. Yeah. They're another Big Ten team that is kind of difficult to gauge, but this is a big win for the Hoosiers, 66-54. Uh, to and then this was this was just the this should have been your shit show of the week, Jake. <laughs> Michigan State goes to Purdue and loses seventy-one to forty-two. Oh, forty-two God, points man. Sparty puts up. They were ranked number eight at the time. This was just a it was a gross game for Michigan State. There was they could not find any ways to score the basketball against I would say a middle-of-the-road average Purdue team. And I know Purdue has had some great games this season yeah. in terms of competitiveness. They took Michigan early on in the week to double overtime before they lost 84-78. to But Michigan State, that's just kind of inexcusable. Yes. 42 points on the road. I, I'm sure you got a chance to watch some of this game, Austin. Yeah. I watched the majority of it, and it – it was it was an eyesore for me. I didn't really enjoy watching it. Michigan State got caught sleeping. They came out so flat. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, Purdue, and then they never woke up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know it was nuts. I thought maybe it's, in the second, the half, second they... half, the announcers were like, "This is going to be like Michigan State's going to come back and make a game, and this right? is going to be exciting." And then, like halfway through the second half, I'm like, they had like 29 points, and I'm like, are they going to play or right? they just never did? They cut they it to like 12, up. 13 or 12, and I was like, oh, they're getting closer but no yeah every Purdue time they do that yeah the game. they'd not knock down a three or something and just extend mm-hmm. the lead uh purdue's been money at home though they're seven and one they blew out virginia earlier in the year and now they blew out michigan state they got a couple like plenty of teams coming that um they could beat get quality wins with uh, at home so that buff up their resume uh they forced 18 michigan state turnovers that is un-michigan state like um, Half of them by Cassius Winston alone. Ooh. True that, Jake. True that. He, what do you have, like eight or nine? Is yeah, he had nine. Nine? Damn. That's not good. Um, and they shot two of 16 from three, so that's not going to win any ball game. And the thing is, Purdue's second to last in field goal percentage in the Big Ten, so they don't shoot the ball well at all. But yesterday, they were just falling for him. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of an ugly game overall for Michigan State. Uh, trying to put that one in the rearview mirror. Hopefully, for for Sparty, who we talked to, we talked ill of them a couple of weeks ago, and they had put a couple, you know, string of games together. They were undefeated there in conference yeah. play coming into this game, and then they just threw an absolute egg out, and they lose seventy-one to forty-two at Purdue, and 
fittingly, there was one more game um, on Sunday for the Big Ten, and it proved to be another upset as Michigan went into Minnesota and lost 75-67. to And that's another big win for Minnesota. They've beaten Ohio State and Michigan now. And judging by what you were tweeting about this Minnesota team, Austin, you think the Gophers are kind of on the come up here a little bit. Yeah, they can beat you on any given night, especially at home. They already beat, they beat Ohio State, beat Michigan, like you said. Um, I forget who they have coming. I, I tweeted, I can't remember. They got some good opponent. Maybe it was Wisconsin mm-hmm. Wednesday. That could be another quality win. Uh, Daniel Orturo had 30 points against Michigan yesterday. They play Penn State on Wednesday. Oh, Penn by the State? Way. Yeah. At home, too. Uh, I think Minnesota's going to beat them. Fares well for them. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think they'll beat Penn State. They'll be. I think they're three and three five hundred in the Big Ten, if I'm not mistaken. So I mean, that's sitting they're sitting pretty well right now. And if they rack off a couple wins, they can find themselves in the upper echelon of the Big Ten. Yep. And rankings wise, just a poor week as a conference, mainly because they they beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> yeah. These these teams that are ranked are playing each other, and you know they'll win one game, and then next week they get upset on the road. And that was kind of the case here. Michigan state dropped down to 15. They dropped, uh, yeah, they dropped down to the 15th spot. Uh, Maryland dropped five spots to 17. Ohio state plummeted 10 to number 21. And as we mentioned for the first time since 2014, Illinois is ranked at number 24. And then Iowa as well uh, received 88 votes. That was the most votes by any team that did not get into the rankings. Is for some reason they were beat out by Creighton. I don't really. I looked at that. I really don't think Creighton should be ranked, but I mean that is what it is. I guess that 25 spot is kind of a conundrum right now. I don't understand um, how Michigan didn't move at all. No, I like come on. Yeah, I don't get that. You feel like the Big Ten's kind of getting a little more love than they should be. Right. I mean, they lose to an iffy, you know, mediocre Minnesota team right now. Um, I figured they'd move out of the top 25, maybe put Iowa in there for them at the moment. Yeah. Well, they get to play Iowa next, so I guess that'll really tell Ooh. who deserves to be in the rankings. All right. Anything else here on the Big Ten? I think that's it. That's all I got till next week. Uh, <laughs> a lot of these other conferences won't take as long. The Big Ten is just – it's a wild scene right now. No one is safe, and I don't really expect that to change at all. Yeah. So, uh, moving on to the Big Twelve, more like the Big Three, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's really not much to talk about with this conference, just because there there's a lot of mediocre teams, and Baylor has really shown that they're the team to beat in this conference. They beat. Texas Tech, 57 to 52 at Texas Tech, and then followed it up with a 67 to 55 win at Kansas. Two impressive wins for the Bears. They play two top 25 teams on the road, and they hold both of them to under 55 points. Austin, I know you like this Baylor's Bears team, and we've been talking about them for a while yeah. now, it seems, even before they kind of busted onto the scene and were ranked. And the part that has impressed me the most is that there's just no nights off with this team. They play great defense. They have a great bench and they can find ways to score when they need to. But as I mentioned, 
this defense is just suffocating yeah. right they now. They are tough. They go for every 50-50 ball. They're on the floor. They're diving. They're trying to – they're going to beat you no matter what because they want it. They have depth. Their starting five can all score double digits at any given time. I believe they had four yeah, four players in this game against Kansas in double figures, so they have a balanced attack. They got two guys in Vitell and I believe it's Gillespie who can just grab rebounds at will. Um, block shots, just overall great defense. Probably, I think it's the best defensive team in the country. And just a team that should be number one in my eyes. No, I'm, I mean, not taking shots at Gonzaga, but I mean, just the quality wins yes, for Baylor is it, astounding. Yes, it's, 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 it, it overpowers anything that Gonzaga has done at this the point. The best season. resume in the country. Yes. I mean, they could do absolutely nothing the rest of the season. Oh, yeah. They would probably sure. be a two seed at worst. For sure. And they still, I think and, they play West Virginia twice. Yep. I don't know yeah, if and, they play Kansas yeah. again or not. I'm not too sure. It's even better that with how weak this Big 12 is this year, getting two road wins against two ranked opponents within your conference. Yeah, is early huge, on, too. Huge early on in the, in, the, in the conference play year. And. If Baylor gets out to a lead, it, it is almost impossible to come up, come back on yeah. them. And, and we saw that with the Kansas game is they jumped out to that lead. And every time you thought Kansas was going to get momentum from the crowd and, and make a game of it, Baylor just shut it down. And they said, no, it's not <laughs> happening. And they did that the entire game. And it was really impressive for me to see. And it's two big wins for Baylor on the road. They're the team to beat in the Big 12 right now. And they are ranked number two in the nation now, as Austin said. And then another game between two ranked opponents within the Big 12, Texas Tech at West Virginia. West Virginia wins this one 66-54. And this Mountaineers team, Austin, I think it's pretty obvious. They're the third team in the Big 12 right now over Texas Tech. And they showed it in this game. The Raiders are just very inconsistent with their play. We've seen them have a couple of games where we think maybe they're going to start to return to that form that we saw when they went all the way to the national championship last season. But then they put up efforts like this against a West Virginia team that just was clearly better than them and has shown that they're the number three team in this conference behind, behind Baylor uh, and Kansas. Yeah, and right now, I mean, you take a look at TCU. They're undefeated in the Big 12. I was not, just going to say, yeah, TCU's not really in the too conference sure. I watched well. them play once. It was against USC. And they, they haven't won. played anyone well in yeah. the conference yet. They haven't played these, these upper-tier teams that we've discussed, so – you know, I'm a little tentative to give the Horn Frogs any credit yet, but they are three and zero in conference play, and that's kind of propelled them up towards the top of the conference so far. Yeah, for sure. They're we'll see. They we'll see once they play the big dogs: West Virginia, Texas Tech, Kansas, Baylor. Um, but going back to West Virginia, they have this guard McBride, who's mm-hmm. he's, he's coming out. Um, he he's, he puts up decent points pretty much every game. That you I, think of like that a, I take a, a four-year at. guard just continually getting better and better every year, like a Javon Carter, Frank Mason mm-hmm. type who can score. That's Jake's boy. Yeah, Javon. Mm-hmm. Yes, Javon Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too bad he's on the Suns now. So yeah, Ooh, your boy, Dan. Your boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plays for the Suns. He's not really anyone's boy. But, yeah, he can score. He's getting really better. And they have the big man. I don't even want to try to pronounce it. But he, he's a he's a beast. He's a just averaging double-double. 
it's they're, they're really good. I mean, coming from the bottom, they were the bottom of the Big 12 last year, coming, making lots of improvements. Bob Huggins has his team playing pesky defense. Um, I can't wait for them to play, you know, Baylor and Kansas. With, or they already played Kansas, lost. Close one. Yeah. Yeah, it was a close game against Kansas, but I, I do agree. Um, in some of those other games, I'm impressed uh, with the way they played, and I'm intrigued to see um, how they fare against uh, Baylor and you know TCU as well, who we mentioned. Uh, well, we get to see the them tomorrow night. Mountaineers, TCU, going on tomorrow Ooh, okay. night. Okay. And that big is man's that, um, name is Tashubi. Tashubi. It is Freshman. At- TCU has to go to West Virginia for it. So, okay, all right, yeah, well, that'll be a good game um, from I'll the Big Twelve. It. As we mentioned, Baylor is up to number two. Uh, Kansas dropped to number six after the loss to Baylor. Uh, I think Kansas is still a solid squad. They're going to get another crack at Baylor uh, later on in the season. Uh, West Virginia moved up five spots with a big win against Texas Tech, up to number twelve, and the Red Raiders stayed inside the top twenty-five. Besides losing. Both of the games they played this week, I think that's just a matter of playing two ranked opponents yeah. and, you know, taking Baylor down to the wire and losing 57 to 52. Uh, they kind of get the tip of the cap from the voters and, and stay inside the top 25 at, at number 23 for now. Texas Tech is just a very inconsistent team right now. You never know who you're really going to get. You know, I think – you know they're going to give you good, solid defense. It's just a matter of can they score the basketball. And right now that's kind of been the trouble for them so far. Do you think this Texas Tech team can can level up as they go through the Big 12 and, and maybe get back to the form that we were used to seeing with them last season? Yeah, I mean, we saw it when they played against Louisville, minus the, their best player, Jemias Ramsey. I mean, that being said, we don't really know how good Louisville is right now because they're a bit shaky as well barely beating Notre Dame on Saturday. But I think this Texas Tech team is pretty good. They got depth. They got shooting. Uh, we're just waiting for it to all come together, I think. It's a lot of different pieces. A couple of guys coming back from last year's team. So, I mean, I think they're still finding their way here. But, yeah, I mean, got a couple good wins so far in the season. Tough schedule. I think it's it'll t- come. Yeah, think it's it'll really it was a tough week. I mean, you get to take Baylor on at home. Then you got to go on the road to play West Virginia. That's too tough games to play back-to-back um, in that short stretch. So, you know, as you mentioned, I think this Texas Tech team is going to get better as the season goes on. And, you know, with these tough games, they get to play some of the lighter teams within the Big 12 now and maybe stack up a couple of wins here. Yeah, gain some momentum it, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, most definitely before they go back uh, through the tough, meaty part of their schedule. Uh, we head to the Big East here. Big East, it's it's a – I think the Big East is starting to separate itself a little bit more than what we saw at the beginning of the season. You're starting to see the teams that are for real and the teams that maybe are pretenders. Paul, a team that I think is for real, uh, Providence goes into Marquette and wins 81 to 80 in overtime. It was a really slow start this season for the Friars. They picked up their they picked up their game as of late. Uh, they did lose at home to Butler, 70-58, to 58, but everyone's wow. losing to Butler right now. I mean, this Bulldogs team is a well-oiled machine, to say the least, and an un- unexpected one, I would say. Um, just been really impressed with that Butler team. Uh, Villanova, they get a gutsy win at 
Creighton, 64 to 59. Villanova is one of these teams that I don't know who the hell they're going to show up and be night to night, especially within this right. Big East conference. The, the Big East, similar to the Big Ten, every night someone can upset anyone. No one is really safe in that conference. And Villanova, just a big win for them against a Creighton team, as we mentioned, is ranked number 25 of the nation after this Monday's polls came out. And mainly because they went into Xavier and won 77 to 65. And I will start with this question, Austin. Who is this Creighton Blue Jays team? Um, they have the most underrated backcourt in college basketball. Okay. Um, with Zagorowski, Mitch Ballack, Tyshawn Alexander, they can all score the basketball at will. It was honestly, going back to the Villanova game, it was just a gutsy performance by Villanova. They were down, I believe. We were texting back and forth. It was around 12 points, and I was like, oh, my God, here we go again. Villanova's going to lose. But yeah. they come back, and they win 64-59, as you said. Um, you know, And then Creighton you know, bounces back. They probably maybe should have beaten Villanova there uh, against Xavier and just kind of roll with it and just take over that game and really win convincingly there. So I'll fast forward now to the top team in the Big East that I think has proven to be the number one team, you know, by stretches far above the next team, which would be Villanova as of now. This Butler team, they're ranked number five in the nation now, and they just continue to roll every game that they play. They win 70-58 to against a Providence team that we thought was leveling up and was going to give them a run for their money. They lead 30-18 to at half and then just cruise to win 70-58. to what do you got to say about this Butler team? Uh, it's just impressive. They're one of the best teams in the country. Did not see this coming. Picked to finish eighth in the preseason of the Big East, which is wild, and now they're number five in the nation. Uh, Jake, did you watch this game at all? I did not really tune into this one. Oh, God. So I I, <laughs> I watched it, and it was just abysmal by Providence. So they started mm-hmm. 0-14 from the field. I believe it was just under the 10-minute mark or right around it. They made their first field goal. The crowd went nuts. It was like they won the national title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, the sad part is, like, Butler was only up 9 nothing, and I feel mm-hmm. like they should have won by much more. They shot 19 – or, t- t- excuse me, 20% from the field in the first half, 6 of 30. Brutal by Providence. And uh, Jake texted me. He said – you think Providence has a chance tonight against Butler? I was like, for sure, hundred percent with the crowd. They're going to ride well. the crowd. Yep. Yeah. And, and the thing is, wrong. Providence. Providence woke up in the second half. It was just you know too little, too late. Yeah, they both score little. forty points in the second half, so both yeah. teams kind of wake up offensively. But just goes to show you, Butler. You know their mentality. They're up by twelve, and they keep it at a twelve point lead, and they end up yep. winning by twelve. Uh, you know, very impressive for the Butler team that is ranked number five in the nation now and other teams ranked within the Big East. Uh, Villanova, they moved up two spots to number 14. They've kind of fluctuated between that, yeah. I want to say, number 10 to number 18 throughout this season. Just a, a little bit of a lack of consistency from Jay Wright's team, but they have a couple of big wins. I think they're going to continue to get better and they're going to be in that hunt to win the Big East uh, come conference playtime, I think. Um, Another team that that really leveled up this week, uh, Seton Hall, they're up eight spots, and they were unranked, I should say, and they go up to number 18 now. Does Seton Hall deserve to be ranked this high? I thought it was a little ambitious to move them all the way up there. 
Yeah, I mean, two wins this week. Uh, beat, what, I was Marquette surprised to see that. And, uh, when yeah, I was looking I at the rankings, I was like, seeing Hall's ranked number 18? Like they, yeah, I actually been... looked back and went to see if they were ranked like last week, like 23 or something, and they moved, oh, moved up to 18, but went mm-hmm. unranked to 18. I thought that was a little generous. Um, yeah, most definitely. And now Seton Hall and Butler play this Wednesday. Uh, yeah, that's a, a that's a juicy matchup. But yeah, I think I don't know if I'm more intrigued to see if Seton Hall can keep up with Butler or Butler can just continue to dominate teams. I think those right. are kind of the two biggest things that I'm looking for. Um, you know, and how it sways one way or the other. Just because yeah. Seton Hall Powell Kamar Baldwin matchup going on there. Yeah, and Seton Hall is you know, trying to get healthier as the season goes on, you know, yeah. they're playing hurt a little bit here um, as they got banged up in non-conference play. They do have Miles Powell back, as you mentioned, um, that's their big score, you know, for this Pirates team. And I'm interested to see what happens there. The game is at Butler too. So that's going to be a tough test uh, for Seton Hall. And then as we mentioned, Creighton moves into the top 25 at number 25. And as, as Austin mentioned, maybe one of the best underrated backcourts, in all of college basketball. Remember that. Remember that as we the go Seton on in the Hall season. Butler game, it's for first place in the Big East. Yep, yep. That's going to be a great game. You should tune into that one on Wednesday. No more it's an early one, 630 college maybe. football, none of that crap. Turn on your <laughs> FS1 watching college basketball, all right? We move on to the Conference of Champions, the Pac-12. Oh, man. Um Started off with a with a good game early on in the week. Uh, Arizona at Oregon. Oregon sneaks away with this one, and sneak is a light way to put it. <laughs> seventy four to seventy three is your final in overtime. Other than that, there's not really much to talk about here this no. week. Um, Washington stinks this year. They lo- they lose at Stanford sixty one to fifty five. And then I kind of put in here just because Stanford received seventy seven votes this week. Because uh, they they won two home games that they should win against Washington State and Washington, so I don't know really what to make of the Stanford team. They're I think they, 14, they don't have a quality and win. Fourteen two and three and zero. They don't have any conference or they don't have any quality wins. Period. So they played Kansas and got blown out. Right, Jake. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And Kansas had to go cross country to Stanford yeah. to play them, and they <laughs> get blown out at home. So that's I guess it's not really saying much for a Stanford team who. When you play in a weaker conference, it's going to take a win or two against a, a quality opponent. And to be honest, the Pac-12, it's difficult to find quality opponents other than, I would say, Oregon and probably Colorado as of now. Yeah. Speaking of Colorado, they beat the living shit out of Utah, 91-52. <laughs> to 52. This one surprised me because Utah in the past couple of seasons has had a pretty – you know, a pretty solid basketball team. And this year, I don't know what is up with them. I don't really watch the Pac-12 that much. I'll be completely honest with you listeners. I don't really care about the Pac-12. But Colorado <laughs> has shown spurts of being a good basketball team. And so I, when I looked at this score, I don't know if I was more impressed with Colorado or just disappointed with Utah. 91-52, to just an absolute beating by Colorado. That's huge. Nothing else to uh, Colorado say. Colorado See, exactly, because it's the freaking back. Yeah, 12. they didn't have a, Utah didn't ha, Utah didn't have a player scoring double figures. Yeah. Meanwhile, Colorado had four, mm-hmm. uh, and they had bench production as well. So I mean, just a utter abysmal performance. And then by Utah there another team that is on my 
Dan's team radar. Ooh. My Oregon State Beavers Ooh, beat, man. then ranked number 24. Thank the Lord Arizona's not ranked anymore. It was about damn time that that happened. But the Beavers win at home 82-65, to 65, and Austin can attest to this. I called this. I said that Oregon State was going to win this game, <laughs> and they did yep. in convincing fashion. I don't really know much about this Beavers team, but I do know it's a big win against Arizona, and I want to watch out for them with the Pac-12 coming up. Dan, they lost earlier in the week to Arizona State at home. I was so mad. I was like, (laughs) they win this game. Wait, because who did they they beat before that? They beat someone else before that. They beat Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what put them on the radar for me to just kind of keep an eye on them. I mean, I didn't even know Oregon State had a basketball team, to be quite honest with you. I mean, I know they did, but have you ever watched an Oregon State basketball game? Nope. Like, be honest with me. Years ago. Years ago, they were in the tournament. They were in the tournament. I don't remember that, but I keep an eye on the fingers. I guess I don't know. We'll see. I do want to Um, touch on Arizona for a second. You want to touch on Arizona? You really want to do this? You want to talk about them? This team is spiraling out of control. They have talent too. They have talent. They hit, but they suck. I watched part of the Oregon game. Maybe it was just Oregon playing bad, but I thought there were times that Arizona. Was playing quite well. Yeah, but Jake, look at their schedule. Look at some of their losses. Yeah, look at some of their losses. And they had they don't have a they don't have a signature win yet. Every ranked team that they play, they lose. They were definitely ranked for way too long. This should have been unranked last week or the week before. And they're cheaters. They were that too. They (laughs) (laughs) they're they're relying on their three freshmen to do everything for them. Yeah, they need someone else to do something. And unless like I think uh, you can't do that. You can't just say you can't tell your freshmen to do everything. And that's obviously I think I think of a guy like Chase Jeter who transferred there from Duke. He was a McDonald's All American, five star recruit. Has done nothing, nothing in his college career. Like do something, help this team out, my God. Yeah, it's it's been a difficult ride here for Arizona so far, and they got to get things together or else um, they're going to continue to spiral <laughs> here, and then they're going to take themselves out of the tournament if they're not careful. Yeah. And judging by some of the lapses and you know effort and just focus from them, losing to Oregon State, I mean, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with this Wildcats team? But. Only two teams are ranked in the Pac-12 as of now. Oregon at yeah. number eight. They moved up one spot. And then Colorado, with the win over Utah, uh, moved up five spots to number 20. And as I mentioned, the Stanford Cardinal received 77 votes, uh, which was the most only behind Iowa, as we mentioned, who had 88 votes. We move on to another mediocre conference, the SEC. <laughs> I, hate to, you know, I, I hate to go there, but some of these – I mean, we'll talk about it at the end here, but some of these conferences outside of the, you know, the, the nameable conferences that everyone knows have a lot more quality teams in them than some of these conferences, such as the PAC 12 and sec do yeah. um, Auburn and Kentucky, pretty much the, the two runaways here. Um, Auburn took care of business in a scary one at home against Vanderbilt. Uh, 83 to 78 was the final here. I'm not sold on this Auburn team yet, Austin. They haven't really played anyone. And yeah, they yeah. have – it's been a little too close for comfort in some of these games that I've seen of late from them. Yeah, very soft non-conference schedule there. Probably NC State or Richmond were their best competition. 
Honestly, we'll see what they're made of when they play Kentucky. Maybe LSU. Maybe. Yeah. Not. I don't even know. Arkansas, what about Arkansas? there. I don't know. Yeah. I. I don't know who they have. They have the Nevada coach. I think it's Arkansas uh, and LSU are the the next two behind Auburn, yeah. Kentucky. Like yeah, goes Auburn, Kentucky, Arkansas, LSU, and then pfft, I, who poor cares? Florida, <laughs> man. Yeah, oh my God, like they're Florida so, so much bad. at the beginning of the year. Because they have like, they had wasn't Florida ranked number six they had to begin saw, the season? Yes, yes. They were that number is six. crazy. That goes to show they you, had, folks, how rankings at the beginning of the year mean silly squat. They had like two five star recruits, maybe. My boy Kelly, a couple Blackshear, sophomores coming Blackshear. back. Blackshear going in there, and it just has not. It's just been a disaster. Yeah, it's, it is, it's unbelievable. They lost in Mizzou last week. That's. That's rock bottom. If yeah, I've ninety-one ever seen it. to like seventy-five yeah, it wasn't even or close. something. I remember you, you sent God. me that. You were not you were not happy with your Florida Gators. That's it's ugly. It's not good. <laughs> I did. Um, they were going to be really good this year too. <laughs> what were you I say did there, turn. Uh, I did tune in for a few minutes to the LSU Arkansas game, and the end was quite entertaining. Um, I mean, they yeah. both looked game winner. Yeah, they looked pretty similar. I mean. Both played quite well, made some decent defensive plays at the end, but mm-hmm. LSU did end up pulling away. But I was a little, I was impressed with Arkansas. Not the line. Yeah, LSU does win this one at home, seventy-nine to seventy-seven against Arkansas. Um, other games: Kentucky won at home against Alabama, seventy-six to sixty-seven. This was a close game throughout, but Kentucky pulled away late to win. And then I thought Georgia might give Auburn a run for their money after the big win that Georgia had last week. Uh, but they lost yeah. 82 to 60 at home. Yeah. An impressive win for Auburn after the loss to Vanderbilt. Who was it last week, Austin, that Georgia beat Memphis? Beat, it was Memphis. They beat Memphis, yeah. then lost to Kentucky, lost to Auburn. Yeah. So they blew some opportunities there. Yeah, we did talk about that with Georgia. Was We thought maybe they would have to win one of those games against those two ranked opponents to maybe yeah. solidify yeah. their place um, in, you know, I guess being, you know, seen as a tournament team. But for now, yeah. Georgia. Uh, not able to get another signature win on their resume as of now. Um, Auburn and Kentucky are your only two ranked teams in the SEC as of now. Auburn moved up one spot to number four, and Kentucky moved up four spots with the win over Alabama uh, to number 10 of the nation. Arkansas received 65 votes, and LSU received nice. 30 votes. And that was it for the SEC. Um, kind of a weak conference this year, very top-heavy with yep. Auburn and Kentucky. And interested to see if a third team, which I'm assuming is going to be Arkansas or LSU, uh, maybe you know, kind of start to peek their hat up, get a big win over Kentucky or Auburn, and, and help their resume out in the long run. The ACC, man, oh man, this conference sucks this year. Do we have to talk it's, about it's it? bad. <laughs> it's an apocalypse. There really is. There's there's no good teams. It's Duke and who else? I mean, I'll give credit to Florida State and Louisville. <laughs> But I don't even – they have not had very, you know, tough schedules yet. You know, I think of, you know, the Big Ten, you're battle-tested. You're playing good teams every week. Yeah. Some of these teams are just a joke in this conference, and it's not even close. Um, to start off with jokes, Virginia loses at Boston College 60-53. <laughs> to 53. This, this one was bad. And then just, to, just to, for the extra punch in the nuts – Pittsburgh goes into North Carolina and wins 73 to 65. Yikes. Then it, it gets better, guys. It does. I swear to you, it gets better. 
Syracuse beats Virginia at Virginia. <laughs> what the hell? I was not expecting this at all. I thought Virginia was going to win 35-20. to 20, But <laughs> Syracuse somehow, mind you, this was in overtime, and they only won 63-55. to 55. But saying that, a it big win for the 43, Orange. 43-43 to 43 going into overtime, man. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow they scored 20 Why? points. What the hell? Did Syracuse happen? scored 20 points in overtime? Happen? I didn't even know that. Jeez. That's crazy. Man. man. This, I mean, Maybe. this, we talk about Syracuse needing to get some big wins to somehow boost their resume. This is not a big win. <laughs> this isn't big. It's not. Oh, yeah. Virginia's no, not a not. good team. Virginia is not good. And to, and I put this in here. So, folks, if you just tuned in and, you know, maybe you were, you maybe you weren't listening, you weren't paying attention about 30 seconds ago when I said Virginia lost to Boston College. Boston College lost at home to Georgia Tech 71 to 52. <laughs> you, do, you do the math. Picture. You do the math. That, that's what you call for full circle right there. Oh that is God. pathetic. And to, to talk about more pathetic, North Carolina loses at home again to Clemson 79 to 76. North Carolina, you, we talked about Ohio State in a free for all. I, North Carolina is just a disaster. They can't beat anyone at home. What the <laughs> hell is wrong? I think this was Clemson's first win ever in Chapel Hill. I don't even think it counts. Like I think it should put an asterisk <laughs> next to it. Like when you see them celebrating so hard in the locker room. Who freaking like... cares? You beat, <laughs> like North Carolina. I I know name brand like is gonna probably obviously carry something for the rest of the season, but North Carolina and I would say Virginia as well, they cannot be looked at in the same light that they have been in the past couple of seasons. It's it's bad. It's sad is what it is. This ACC, we've come to love it, Austin. It's our favorite conference. There's so many rich programs and matchups that we look forward to every year. And now the ACC tournament is just going to be an absolute flopola this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, who's like – is Georgia Tech going to win the ACC? Like, what the hell is going on? Oh, God. I mean, Syracuse now with that season-changing win on Saturday, I look for them to be atop the ACC. Right. I mean <laughs> – Just kidding. With how bad the ACC – it's funny you say that, though, because there's wins out there for Syracuse now that you didn't think were there at the beginning of the season. Right, yeah. Not that it really matters. You know what? We're let's not even talk about it. So there's only three teams ranked in the ACC right now, and they're Duke, who is ranked number three, Florida State, who is ranked number nine, and Louisville, who is ranked number 11. And as we mentioned, Duke and Louisville play each other, I believe, in Duke um, coming up this week. And I don't really think Louisville is that good of a team. But we'll see. They got to go to Duke in Cameron to try and win a game against a Duke team that, um, Austin, you've talked about, has been very solid and impressive to this point in the season. And I'm intrigued to see how they fare here in this matchup against um, a ranked opponent in Louisville. I think the key to that game will be Steven Enoch, who has played pretty bad these last couple games. That's why I feel that Louisville's been shaky. Um, he, he's going to have to show up because, you know, Jordan Wara is going to show up. Dwayne Sutton will be there. Uh, Enoch, just he's been shooting the ball pretty bad, not really 
per- producing for this Louisville team. That's why you see them being so close to Notre Dame. Yeah, and just shaky as of late. Yeah, we so. we didn't mention that Notre Dame game, but they squeaked one out by three points yeah, on the road squeak. against a, a very, I would say, I don't know, mediocre Notre Dame team. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I, that's a I guess that's a kind way to put it as of now. Yeah, but ACC just a down year for them overall. Um, I guess interested to see if. Some of these teams can rebound next year because we'll get into Jake's shit show of the week here in a minute. But, ah, you know what, Jake? How about you do that now? Go ahead. I mean, we already touched on it partly, but North Carolina, they are just in a free fall, tailspin, whatever you can think of to describe them. Avalanche. And, <laughs> and it all starts with their coach. He's just going down with them. He's, Good old Roy. Man, I – after his, their loss to Pitt, he said on his pop, personal podcast that it is his the least skilled team he has ever coached, which is wild considering that he's the one that recruited the entire team. Um, and that definitely will not instill confidence in your team, which it didn't because they went out a few nights later and lost to Clemson. And after that loss, he uh, in his – Game, press conference afterwards, he looked like he was about to cry and uh, begged his, <laughs> the uh, AD, AD to fire him. Good old Boomer. Bubba. That's what their AD's name is. Bubba. <laughs> Bubba. Um, I just... That's just crazy that he's basically requesting he doesn't want to do it. Doesn't want to coach anymore. He's given up hope. Just doesn't want to help them One at all year. this year. One After, year his team sucks and he's done. He's yeah. out. <laughs> Basically, the moment since Cole Anthony got out injured indefinitely, no real timetable for his return. He just seems to given up all hope. You think Cole wants to come back? I. Why would he no, want to? No, why? Why would you? Is he? Is he? He's probably going to declare for the draft. I pull a Wiseman. Leave. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it if he does. I. I don't know if he'll leave, but. They might just come out and shut them down for the season. What's the, there's no point. There really isn't. I'm, they're one and four in the ACC. Uh, could miss the tournament for the first time in like ten years. It's um, looking like they will. If they finished under, they've only <laughs> finished under five hundred in the ACC once with Roy Williams as coach over the last sixteen seasons. So I mean, looks you like get, that one's going to happen again. So you get time. the sense with Roy Williams talking the way he is, that he thought Cole Anthony was just going to carry this team to the very end. Because... I don't even think he's that good. Anyways, but like when he plays... I don't I get know. it. Like, how how do you say to your to your fans and your team, we're not that skilled this year, even though I brought all you in? <laughs> What? He needs a new pair of glasses. Check so, what was your like? What was your thought process when you brought these kids in? Like, you obviously don't want to coach them because <laughs> that's what you're telling me, basically. So, I don't well, know. I just, it's I just don't it, it's it. a very strange situation, Jake. It is no way it'll help out his recruiting this year. I no, what, what coach in, or what player in high school is be like? Wow, I'll go play for him this year. Maybe for his reputation <laughs> in the past, but if he's yeah. got this attitude at the moment, then no, yeah. I mean, I'm sure name brand probably attracts some recruits, but yeah. that is a good point you raised. That who who wants to play for a coach that pu- that publicly says that you know about his own team yeah. behind their backs at that too. I mean, so, I've never really yeah, seen this true. in college. I guess maybe in like professional sports but even then it's crazy but college is just a different world i feel yeah. like 
I don't want to be that guy, but you kind of feel like this guy, uh, Roy Williams, just hasn't really faced that much adversity and losing. And now that it's happened, I think he just is having a real time coping with that. And he's obviously not responding in the correct way to it. And just kind of a a disappointing situation. And as Jake would put it, it's a shit show. Suck it up, Roy. Deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just a a couple quick things um, on the AAC and the A-10 conferences before we uh, wrap up the show with some of the upcoming games and my teams as well. Uh, The AAC, man, there's there's a lot of good teams here. Uh, Wichita State, Cincinnati, Memphis, SMU, and Houston. I think they're all capable of beating each other, and they're all capable of making the tournament. Um, Wichita State, they're ranked number 16. They seem to be the front runner in this conference as of now, but Cincinnati is starting to get their game together. We know how Cincinnati can be come, come tournament time here, and they seem to be finding their footing at the right time here as they get into their meat of their conference schedule here. Yeah, yeah another good team to go along with Wichita State and Memphis. A uh, little shaky in the beginning of the year, but they seem to be kind of pulling it together now. Uh, new coach, new players, but Jared Cumberland is that one constant. Um, so a team that seems to be finding their way. Hopefully, you know, maybe they'll pull off a win against Memphis or Wichita State to really buff up the resume. Yep. And then the A-10, uh, another conference that I wouldn't say is necessarily deep, but there's just a lot of quality teams within it that um, are capable of making the tournament you know, once again, as we talked about with the American Athletic Conference as well, Duquesne, they've kind of been the surprise here. Um, they're number one in the conference as of now, but I do think Dayton is the front runner yeah. here. They're ranked number 13. They continue to roll. They're 3-0 and in conference, but I should mention Dayton is going to get into the into the tough part of their schedule here in the next two weeks. Yeah. Uh, VCU at St. Louis, home against Bonnie's, yeah, and then at Richmond. Yeah. Those are the next two weeks coming up for Dayton. And it did um, look like they got lucky that uh, Obi Toppin doesn't look like it's a long-term injury. He could actually play yeah. this week against VCU. So that's – Hurt his thing. ankle. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's going to be huge. He, he's kind of the difference maker with that team. I know they have a lot of guys secondary scoring-wise, but in terms of just size and you know sheer intimidation factor, I think, uh, Obi Toppin definitely – uh, things kind of run through him with that Dayton team. But as we mentioned, St. Bonaventure, they've seemed to find their game here um, rolling into conference play along with St. Louis, uh, Jake's Richmond Spiders as well, VCU, and then Rhode Island's been a little shaky, but I think they're capable of upsetting one of these teams in the A-10 as well. Yeah. So just a lot of teams. Beat VCU on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Any, I think anyone can beat anyone in this conference, especially with those teams yeah. we talked about. So the A-10, another conference to look out for. Um, I think we, we we would be remiss without saying that San Diego State is continue to hold up their end of the bargain here. They're ranked number seven um, and are undefeated 17-0. They haven't really played anyone yet, but they play yeah. home to Nevada this upcoming week. That's their first, I'd say, big challenge. Um, yeah, interested to see, TV. Yeah, interested to see how they fare just because, you know, they're undefeated. They're very highly ranked inside the top ten. And I, I, I don't want to say they've flown under the radar here at all, but um, this Aztecs team – they just haven't really faced anyone yet, Austin. Yeah, it's hard to kind of gauge where – I mean, they're a great team, but it's hard to gauge kind of where they're at when not playing tough competition. Mm-hmm. But I'll watch – I think they play 
Tuesday, I think, tomorrow, actually, late at night, 11 o'clock. I might watch that game, see how they would move the ball, because uh, I haven't seen them play at all this year. Yeah. Yeah, interested to see how San Diego State fares, um, especially Nevada, a, a tournament team that we saw last year that I think is capable of giving them a good run for their money, but we'll have to see. And then we move into some of the upcoming games coming up this week, as we mentioned. Dan, Dan let me let me, uh, uh, let me stop you there. Uh, 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 I have a got? West Coast Conference here. You know what? I Just was going to mention something, but you, I didn't think you'd you want to talk uh, about it. But no, I, I, it caught my eye a little bit here. So Santa Clara, they play Gonzaga this week. Went into St. Mary's, beat St. Mary's 67 66. Mm-hmm. They're 15 and 3. Oh, don't you worry. I saw that too. I did see it. 15 and 3 on the season, second in the WCC. And they play Gonzaga on Thursday. At Gonzaga, mind you. Yep, at Gonzaga. Yeah. I will be watching that game. Hopefully, it's a good game because Gonzaga's been a little shaky in the WCC. Mm-hmm. You know, took it to the wire with Pepperdine a little bit, whoever <laughs> they are. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Pepperdine. Good old Pepperdine. <laughs> but it's good to see, you know, another team besides uh, St. Mary's and BYU kind of getting in the mix there. Yeah, we'll see. Santa Clara gets a run at Gonzaga coming up this Thursday. And other games going on this week. Um, we mentioned Seton Hall at Butler. That's an 18-5 matchup within the Big East. That'll be a good one. I put Virginia at Florida State here just because Virginia still, you know, even though they can't score the basketball, they still have a good defense, and they got to go into Florida State to take out a number nine team. And I know how Florida State can be. They can lose these games. They can. They're more (laughs) than capable of doing it. And hopefully the Seminoles can take care of business and just – honestly, if they can score 60 points, I think they're in the clear here because Virginia just – they can't score the basketball. They have no one who can score. So that's an ECC game, probably going to be an ugly one. I don't suggest tuning into it. I would just keep an eye (laughs) on the box score. Uh, Cincinnati at Memphis. I think this is a sneaky good good game. Cincinnati's on the uprise, as we mentioned. Uh, Memphis has kind of stabilized themselves a little bit. They're ranked number 22. Um, if they didn't lose that game to Georgia, they probably would still be ranked a lot higher than this. But I do want to interject. They, oh, they're a little yeah. nervous this week. They did almost lose to so- South Florida the other night. Uh, yeah, but South they Florida did, is yeah. – they're, they're – you know, South Florida is just a – they're a, a grinding team. They grind it down. And Memphis found a way to win, Jake. I don't know why you're putting Memphis on the hot seat On the like road, this. too, right? I'm not yeah. putting them on the hot seat. Yeah, you are. You just interjected and said that Memphis, ah, they're actually scary. They, they just play had that a, good. Okay. They I'm won a big road this. game. Sorry. <laughs> Number 19, Michigan, goes to Iowa. I bet you yeah, Iowa wins that game. Iowa's going to win. Yeah, without a <laughs> <laughs> um, Kentucky goes to Arkansas. I think this is a chance for Arkansas to get a big win uh, on their home court. Is this over the weekend? Is this Saturday? over the weekend? Let me look here. I didn't put the dates. I just kind of went through and, and looked at some of the juicy games that we saw. Saturday game. It should be. That's when the majority of these games are, some of the bigger ones that I saw. Um, let me take a peek here. I'm not sure. Jake usually does this kind of stuff for me, but he's utterly useless here tonight. So, wow. Yeah, this is a weekend game. It has to be. Yeah, it nice. is. Yeah, it's a Saturday game. Um, let's see. When is it? It's at 4 o'clock. 
on ESPN. Ooh, yeah, right right before the Duke Louisville game. Yeah, so it's a good one to yeah. tune into if you're bored on a Saturday afternoon, as as I will be. Uh, other games <laughs> here: Houston at Wichita State. Um, I think it could be a competitive game. Yeah, AAC getting into some good games. Yeah, here. yeah, most definitely. And there's just a there's a plethora of good teams, and so you're going to get a lot more uh, good matchups. And then, as we've talked about, that Louisville at Duke game, that's kind of the the big highlight game on Saturday, number 11 versus number three in the ACC. You mentioned Nevada at San Diego State. And I put BYU at Gonzaga on here just because Gonzaga has not really shown that I should trust them yet. And I feel like BYU is a team that can go in there and beat them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, uh, moving on to Dan's teams. DePaul, they're struggling in Big East play, as expected. They Makes dropped so it sad. 12 and 4. They lost to St. John's 74 to 67. And they get re- rewarded by a game tomorrow <laughs> at Villanova. So we'll see how that goes. Um, as we mentioned, Dayton, they got a big week coming up. They play tomorrow against VCU at 8 o'clock. They're currently 14 and 2, ranked number 13th in the nation. They beat UMass 88 to 60, convincing win. And hopefully Obi Toppin, Obi Toppin, excuse me, is good for that game tomorrow um, against VCU. And then my line eye, ranked number 24th in the nation. I jumped on the train long before there was any anyone else who wanted to come aboard with me. They're ranked number 24th, as Austin mentioned, for the first time since 2014 after beating Wisconsin 71-70 to and then just winning a sloppy, greasy game against Rutgers 54-51. to <laughs> Somehow that's a resume builder because it put them on – it ranked them at number 24. Um, their next yeah. game is going to be another ugly one against Northwestern. I can't imagine that's going to be pretty. But hopefully, you know, they can saddle up the boys and somehow um, – Keep this train rolling because my line are on a roll right now. Dan, do you have – we've been waiting since, you know, the Christmas Eve show, Christmas break. Do you have a fourth team for us? <sighs> Me and Jake talked about this the other day, and I do not yet because I have – What about the Beavers? I, I, have, I have put it down to two teams right now. Oh, Okay. The Oregon State Beavers, as I talked about, and the Indiana Hoosiers. Ooh. Now I'm reluctant to have two, big, I'm, I'm reluctant to have two Big Ten teams because right with the I mean, we know the Big Ten. I mean, I could I could knock out two birds with one stone in the wrong way here if I <laughs> if I put another Big Ten team in. So I'm a little reluctant to do that. I'm leaning the Oregon State way just because the Pac-12 is so bad that there's just chances to win every night. You know? Yeah. Do, do you feel me here? I feel yeah, like because I, I got my I got my Dayton and my Illinois teams. I feel like those are kind of my the nucleus I got. DePaul is kind of on the back burner now. They they seem to be yeah, letting DePaul me down. DePaul letting here. you down. Yeah. And Oregon State is another wild card that I think I, you know what Oregon State's my fourth team. I'm putting them in. Love it, wow. love it. Put it in. I don't know a single player on their team right now, so I'm going to have to go tinkle, some tinkle. That's all you need to know. <laughs> all right, Oregon State's in. 
You know what's funny is, is I almost thought about putting Stanford in there as well just because they got so many votes this past week. I'm just trying to give the conference of champions a little bit of love. That's all. That's all it is. <laughs> but we got we'll our fourth team for now, and it could fluctuate. The Paul could be on the outs for all we know. If they continue to – if they're in a free-for-all, if they, if they get killed by Villanova tomorrow, we're going to have a big problem. So we'll <laughs> I think see. they will too. Yeah, they probably will. <laughs> You guys got anything else? Oh, Donald Trump is at the game for the college football championship. Yes. Clemson, LSU, Jake and Dan, who do you got? Who do you got winning it all? Um, I want LSU to win. I think LSU will win. Joe Burrow is just an absolute stud. I love him. He's the man. I'm Jake. going with LSU. I think it'll be a shootout, though. Just two. I think it'll be great offenses. So offenses. It's going to be a shootout. I'm taking Clemson. Yeah, I, dude, I can see Clemson winning this game. They just, they're like the new Florida State. They just freaking win every. They, you know, remember Florida State when you always thought they were going to lose and they somehow won with with like Jameis Winston and whatnot. I just, I mean, he hasn't lost yet. That's exactly that. Yeah, it's, it's been crazy. So. In last last year's championship, he just looked so good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and he looked so average this whole year, and then yeah, right. And then that game against Ohio State, he just completely took over. That was crazy. So I can totally see that happening. I, I would like to see LSU win, um, little Tigers, but we'll see. <laughs> you guys got anything else before we get out of here? Um, I think I'm all set. I'm Jake, all set. can't wait right. for the games this week. Yep, going to be another great week. Thanks for joining us here on the One and Done Pod. Remember, you can get us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to seeing you next time. Hopefully, we can get double-digit listeners, maybe. Possible. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. For Jake, Austin, yours truly, Dan, thanks for joining us here on the One and Done Pod. Until next time, we'll see you. Jake, great job. Beautiful. It's a great job by everyone.